0: MLM Nation, episode 311.
1: Weeds automatically grow. You have to work hard to destroy the weeds mindset that it's putting on you.
0: If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chas where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, do you want the next 12 months to be your best year ever? Then you must attend our training event, No BS, No Hype. You could attend either the one in the Gold Coast, Australia, on May 12th, 13, 14, or our USA event in Los Angeles next year on February 23rd to 25th, 2018. These three-day events feature not only me, but you also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now you can save up to four hundred dollars with an early bird price. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible, and that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be in the network marketing profession because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. So write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more. And I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three... Most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home, it allows us to be better parents, a better spouse, because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons we learned from these top leaders, for myself, and apply it back to home. And our mission at MLM Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. Now, MLM Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision, because otherwise, you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like MLM Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories, just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. ML Nation. this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. She's been on the show, so she's a repeat guest, so you know it's going to be good. We have Dawn Ferentino. Hey, Dawn, are you ready to make it happen? I'm always ready, Simon. I'm so excited. Dawn Ferentino has created multiple six-figure annual income as a millionaire in her network marketing company, she's also a motivational speaker and an upcoming author. She's also been on ML Nation before, episode one thirteen. This was all the way back in December sixteenth of two thousand fifteen, and she's got some really good stuff. That's why I'm excited to have her back. Before Michelle about Dorn, before she got started MLM, she had a bachelor's in accounting and worked in the corporate world for over twenty seven years. She's Dawn is also certified in Pilates as a wife and the mother of two sons in college. Her mission is to free everyone she meets, both physically and financially, to bring all moms home from the workforce to raise their own children. So very inspiring message. So Dawn, um, I just give an ML brief intro. But please share a little bit about your background and, you know, without giving everything away, because if you want to learn more, you can go back to show episode 113. But share about how you went from accounting, working in the corporate world, to network marketing.
1: Uh, Accidentally. (laughs) So I was in accounting, like you said, for 27 years and um, didn't really know anything about network marketing. I wasn't looking for an opportunity. I wasn't looking to create extra income. I really just simply um, used a product that worked for me and Decided after a few months that I'd like to share it with some other people, and I remember specifically my goal when I first got started was to like earn about two to three hundred dollars a month. That was that was my network marketing goal was to create two hundred to three hundred dollars a month for for some products and for a car payment.
0: So how did you actually um, get more involved in network marketing? What happened?
1: Well, after enough people kept asking, you know, what I was doing and, and the results of my product. Um, I was originally giving them to my sponsor. I am all about referrals. If I love a product, service, and business, um, anything, I'll refer them all day long. And I had no problem passing on referrals. And what wound up happening is a lot of my friends were just not really interested in calling my sponsor. They wanted to work specifically with me. And because of that, I finally decided, you know what, I'm working two jobs I'm extremely, extremely busy, but if I can fit a couple of people in here and there, maybe I'll take this on. So I really thought I was just going to jump in very, very part-time, just earn a little bit of money, help a few friends and family, never thinking it would blow up the way that it did in such a quick amount of time.
0: Yeah, and you became a million-dollar club in your company had how many years? Uh,
1: three and a half. Three, three and a half, and half years, years.
0: You made a lifetime commission of a million. Uh, so why did you have success while a lot of people struggle in this profession? I think the biggest
1: part of my success was consistency, getting into action, um, not getting ready to get ready, literally jumping in right into the deep end of the pool, and letting go of attachments pretty quickly on. So I treated my network marketing business at the beginning like a job. And as much as I thought that was a bad thing, I think that that's actually what, propelled my business at the beginning because I wanted everything to be successful. I wanted to um, make my, my new people happy that I was bringing in. I wanted to, at the end of the day, complete the tasks that I had on hand. I wanted to make sure every follow-up call was done. So at the beginning, I just was working, 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 working. And um, it was definitely, I would say, a little tough. I only had 15-minute blocks or 15-minute increments of time, So I was scheduling everything within 15 minutes of time to get everything done. And then at the end of the night, I'd have about an hour where I could dedicate a full hour of time to my business. So it was really just filling up all those net times, that no extra time, with just little pockets of calls or podcasts or learning or listening to a system or something to be able to get me into action but I also was extremely coachable and that was the one thing that I was taught very early on in network marketing is not only is it duplication is required but you also have to be coachable and leave your ego at the door and just go with the flow I mean you can't really think about it or get overwhelmed because a lot of things at the beginning just didn't even make sense and I just kept going though and just said it's okay I'm going to say yes now and I'll figure that out later and that's what I did as I just got into action.
0: You brought up a really good uh, uh, advice about 15-minute blocks. Can you give some uh, examples of 15-minute blocks? was during a lunch Mm -hmm. hour. What are some 15-minute blocks you scheduled in?
1: Yep. So my commute when I was working was 20 minutes from my door, um, from my house to my office uh, by the time I got to the parking lot. So that would allot for me to do a call or a follow-up call or a three-way call with either one of my people or my sponsor at the beginning with me. Lunchtime, I received a half an hour lunch. So at lunchtime, that was two 15-minute blocks of time. And it may not have been a call. It might have been maybe um, checking my emails or going to Facebook and returning messages that were on there or just, again, 15 minutes of, of heavy action steps. And then my commute home, again, was obviously 20 minutes, and I would do either the same thing, a a three-way call, a call with one of my new clients, um, a podcast. Sometimes podcasts are between 20 and 30 minutes, so I could listen to half of it going and half of it coming home. So the 15-minute blocks of time really, really worked well for me in regards to going to work, coming home from work. And also um, at lunchtime. And, you know, it's funny because I was actually sometimes sad that I only had a 20 minute commute when before I started network marketing, I loved having a 20 minute commute. But my car became a rolling university and I really utilized every minute that I was in the car to doing something productive.
0: Now, you also mentioned a big key to success was coachable. So what is that? I mean, obviously, you know, it's throwing your ego out the door. But what part of the old dawn did you have to change the most? And I'm sure you resisted that change, right? So what was the part that you had to change the most?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. Um, I think the the biggest thing that, that was a little tough for me was having control. So I was a big control freak. I was a manager where I worked. I've always had a managing position. I was always the boss. I had people underneath me. So I had to control a lot of stuff. I had to make sure all the moving parts were always in order. And um, not knowing sometimes what the end result was going to be or sometimes, like I said earlier, why I was even doing something the way I was doing it was really hard for me to let go of that control and just kind of flow with it. So I think letting go of the control was the biggest part of being coachable.
0: Hmm. So does that uh, uh, mean like working with downlines, empowering them, letting them go?
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good point, too, is is um, letting go of the control of your of your downline or of your organization. Um, We can't really drag people into this. Number one, it doesn't work. And number two, there will always be some kind of resentment. So we don't want to have we don't want to be in management mode. That's really the best way to look at it. So once again, working in the corporate world, I was a manager. I was a boss. I was a leader. I was in charge of, of organizations or departments. So when I now had this team underneath me and, you know, there's a lot of them. And at the beginning, it was really hard to not manage them. And I think I did do that at the beginning. Well, I actually, I know I did that at the beginning. Um, I really did manage them because I wanted everything to be right and perfect. And I wanted everybody to succeed. And I wanted everybody to follow my steps. And I wanted everybody to do what I was doing. And then you had to take a step back and realize that not everybody wants what I want and not everybody's in it for the same reasons and not everybody's as driven or motivated as I was and you have to meet people where they're at. And I think at the beginning I, I didn't do that. I, I tried to manage them and control the situation.
0: You know, there's a comment here from John Johnson uh, and said that letting go can be hard. And I think if you recognize it is hard, that's the more reason why you got to do it. Because mm-hmm. I think the other side, all your dreams, the things you want on the other side of hard, right? And doing what's hard, doing, staying, doing the same thing basically guarantees you you're going to be stuck. But like, John, you are coachable. I mean, a lot of times I'm sure there are hard decisions. Um, but making that hard decision a lot of times always turns out to be the right decision. What are your thoughts about that?
1: I think that we choose our hard. And I think that he's right that it is hard to let go. Um, It was very hard to, you know, for good friends and family. But, you know, you have to remember that there's nothing personal in business. You know, as far as I was concerned, it didn't impact or affect my friendship with somebody, at least not for me. But it is still a business. And if somebody's not where you're at or they don't want what you want or, you know, there's walkers, there's joggers, there's runners, and there's sprinters. So if you're a sprinter and you're trying to drag that walker along with you, that's where the resentment's going to come in. Mm-hmm. And if you're a walker and somebody in your downline is a sprinter, you let them sprint. Don't try to hold them back either. So you have to let go either way, whether you're ahead of somebody in your downline or below somebody in your downline in your goals. But again, we do we do pick our hard and you have to remember what's harder, learning how to let go of something, someone, an attachment or not reaching that dream or that goal that's on the other side.
0: So, Dawn, let's talk a little bit about uh, connecting, because I know this is something you're very passionate about talking about. Um, What are some keys to connecting with strangers or anyone Mm -hmm. so that you never run out of prospects?
1: Well, nobody should ever say that they don't have anyone to talk to. There's billions of people in the entire world. so. Anytime somebody tells me they don't have anyone to talk to, it really, it's either a lie or they just need a little bit of coaching. So the first thing to remember is that it's not only about who you know right now. It's about who you're going to get to meet, but it's also who they know. And I'm really, really, really good at connecting with people outside of my warm market. And it's really just about creating an immediate connection, whether it's a smile, whether it's a compliment, whether it is just a nod in the elevator, whether it's um, asking a question. So connecting with somebody outside of your warm market is important because your warm market's going to run out. So since I've been in network marketing, I've enrolled, um, I just calculated this the other day, I think it was 427 people. And that's a lot of people. And, you know, it's funny because I remember when I first started, I don't even think I had 400 friends on Facebook. So it's there. Most of them have been referrals from people or they have been people that I have met outside of my war market. And this is just an example. So I was at a hibachi restaurant. Um, This is actually a long time ago, maybe three, three and a half years ago, right when I was kind of getting started. And this woman um, sitting next to me was talking to her daughter about something and don't want to share too much of the conversation because it'll pretty much sh- uh, share what company I'm in, but she was sharing with her daughter something that I knew I could help her with. Now, at a hibachi restaurant, you're all sitting at the same table. So I firmly believe in my heart that if somebody's talking loud enough for you to hear, you're not dropping. And I, and I believe that. I believe if somebody says something loud enough, you have every obligation To share something with them if you know that you can help them. So she made a comment to her daughter and immediately I turned to her and I just started to talk to her and I shared with her a little bit about I knew how she felt and I was in the same situation and you know and I shared a little bit of my story and before you know we were exchanging phone numbers we had connected on Facebook. Um, She didn't get started with me right away. It wasn't about that it was about the connection and about three months later, she became one of my clients. And this is three and a half years ago. And t- today, she's still one of my clients. So it's, it's important to keep your ears open. You have two ears for a reason and one mouth. But you also have two eyes for a reason. When you are talking to somebody, you look intently into their eyes. You, you Your expression of what you're giving back to them, they're watching you as well. So it's listening. It's making total eye contact with them and it's really being interested in what they have to say instead of finding yourself talking so much about you that you're starting to become the interesting one to them because nobody really cares they care more about their own situation or their own pain than they do about yours so i think that that's you know one of the key ways is is just really keeping two ears open two eyes constantly on the person that you're talking to and also the compliment approach this is one of the little exercises I give my team all the time is I tell them to go out and find five people a day that you don't know and give them a compliment. It could be something as simple as you have great shoes. Where'd you get them from? Or when it's winter in New Jersey, you know, a lot of people wear some nice boots, uh, maybe a nice scarf, or it doesn't really matter what it is. It could be something as simple as a smile. If somebody's standing in front of you and they're laughing or whatever, you could say you just have such a really, really uh, great laugh. So giving a compliment approach will help with that connection. You're not out to get people. And I think that that's one of the things that people struggle with when they're just getting started is they want everybody to join them. And if you have the attitude that you are out to get people, what's going to wind up happening is the connection is never going to happen because it's not going to be authentic. So just be you, just be authentic, stand in integrity and, and just be kind And, um, just again, you know, approach people. Another um, exercise I give my team all the time too is, um, connecting relationships with strangers and blaming a situation of why you have to talk to them. So this is just a quick example. I do something called the stranger selfie and I, ask who wants to join me. And what we do is we are committed. And again, it's really your choice whether you follow through with the commitment or not. You're not reporting to me, but you're committed to connecting with a certain amount of people over a certain amount of time. And the way to prove that you did that is to take a picture with that person. And you're taking a picture with that person and you're posting on social media to be able to prove that you connected with that person and you're finding three things about them that you didn't know. I mean, of course, you didn't know if they're a stranger and you're sharing it with the entire world. And then what you're also doing is you're friending them on that social media platform so that you can also tag them. And there's your instant connection. So blame a training blame. You know, this crazy woman, Dawn Ferentino, that told you about this challenge and, you know, you just joined it, whatever. But it will really give you some great ideas and connecting with people outside of your war market.
0: So that sounds really cool, but it was very scary, but good. So yeah. let me get this straight. So I'm out there, and uh, could be a bookstore, and say, hey, you know what? I'm working with this crazy woman, Dawn. Well, part of my homework is, she's like my coach and mentor. Part of my homework is I need to take a selfie with a stranger. And is that what I say to them? Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: So you want to have some kind of like a a commonality. Maybe you're in the same section of a bookstore because remember you do want to have a connection. You don't just want to say, excuse me, stranger, you know, I need to do this exercise. So maybe you're in the personal development section of a bookstore and maybe you're looking at the same book or the same author, or they pull a book out and you say, Oh, I just read that book. Or I was thinking about, you know, getting that book. Do you know anything about it or that author? And then that starts the connection. Then you say, you know what? I'm doing this challenge. This woman Dawn has put us in this challenge and I'm really excited about it. And, and I'd love to, for you to be a part of it. Here's what I have to do. I'm required to connect with three people a day. That I don't know that are like-minded and I would love for you to you know to be a part of this challenge So yeah, I I don't know if I necessarily just walked up to any stranger and said would you take a picture with me? But I mean you you have to start the conversation first some probably would say yeah, okay if they're Really social back, but some might be a little standoffish. So I I always start a, a, a connection first It could be somebody in my yoga class that I just never met Maybe they're there every week and I go over and I say hey, you know what? I know that you go to yoga every Tuesday. I've seen you in the class every week and I'm doing this selfie stranger challenge. And even though we're technically not strangers because we're always in the same class, I don't even know your name. Would it be okay if you, know, you took part in this with me? So that's another way that I've done it as well.
0: Very good. I think the key is not seeing people as objects or prospects, meeting yes. people. Uh, I think a lot yes. of a big mistake that people make is, oh, I'm going to go out to find prospects. But then their mind is always thinking about how do I present the business? How do I use this person? How do I sell products? And then you become not natural. you're not authentic you become
1: that salesperson and and connecting is the number one key to building any kind of a network marketing business is you have to connect with people and have people know like and trust you we know that we say that all the time people join not you know what your product or service is they join who you are why you're doing it and because they know like and trust you
0: Mm, very good uh anything else about connecting or to expand your network and and before you answer that question, you said you enrolled 422 people in how many years? Uh, I, it
1: was four years in September, so four and a half years. Four
0: years, 422 people. That's very, very inspiring. So do you set – for someone that um, doesn't have many contacts right now, mm-hmm. what would you recommend? Do you set a goal, like two people a day, meet two – what, what would you recommend for someone who's struggling? They need to ex- expand their network. What's the first place or the first thing they should do?
1: uh, Well, actually, uh, what I recommend somebody does when they don't have a large network is I recommend that they start to ask for referrals. So a great question, um, and we learned this from John Maxwell, is who do you know that I should know? And I love that quote. I mean, it's, it's a great quote. Who do you know that I should know? I just partnered with a blank company, and I'm looking for... You know, anyone that you know, that's, you know, entrepreneurial, money driven, um, whatever your product or services, you know, talk a little bit about that. Somebody who could use whatever your product or services. And I'm, I'm looking to expand my business or I'm just launching my business or I'm just starting out or whatever you're you are in your phase of your business. And then you could just say, who do you know that I should know? And that's probably the, the first way so that you can have somebody actually connect you and that will expand your network. Another thing is to really, you got to get out of the house. So a lot of times we start our network marketing business part-time because most of us are working. So outside of your warm market, again, where you are, because they're already your contacts, you probably go to work and then you come home. And that's most of the time what most of us do, especially as parents, we're we're running the kids somewhere. You have to get out of your house and meet people. So you can join meetups. You can go to networking events. You can um, go to a, join a a gym or a, Go to a a spa or something where there's a lot of people there. Go to um, Barnes & Noble. I mean, and just, you know, read a book. I mean, there's a lot of people there. You can't really talk too loud there, but at least you can connect and meet people there. And again, you got to get out. So, you know, if you um, don't get your nails done, maybe make an appointment to get your nails done. Like, I've actually changed gyms. I've actually, you know, changed um, stylists. Like, I've done a lot of things within my business to branch out and get me more connections.
0: Mm, really good advice. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. So you're on episode 113. By the way, ML Nation, if you haven't checked out, the full story of Dawn is on episode 113. You can just go to mlnation.net, slash 113 for her full story. So since then, it's been like, going about like 15, 16 months. Um, what have you been working on? <laughs> What's up?
1: I've been working on a lot of stuff and it's so amazing what you find your true passion really is through network marketing, because no matter what company you're with, network marketing is your vehicle it's, it's simply the car and here's the keys. And now you can go drive and go find what your passion is. And I mean, I still love, I love, love, love what I do. I will never stop enrolling in team building and prospecting and connecting. I I still, to this day, I still enroll, you know, between four and 10 people a month. It's just a commitment I've made to myself, but I found that my passion really is, um, helping others and training others and, and coaching others, not necessarily specifically within, you know, obviously my downline and my own business or my own organization or my own company. It's about reaching out to other people in the network marketing industry, helping moms, helping people learn how to manage their time. So I know Simon, you and I are going to be going to Dallas in, just another couple of months. And that was, that is huge for me because this is exactly the mission that I'm on is to be a representative of the network marketing industry to really make people aware of what network marketing is and to empower and inspire everyone, but specifically, specifically women that, that they can do this because if a shy accountant of 27 years who you know, my husband shares this story and it's actually funny. And I've never shared it publicly and I'm going to. I, I had to get married at a smaller church because I was too shy to walk down the long aisle of the church that was my main church. Wow. So we went to a different church. So, you know, the, the point I'm making is you, if I can do this, anyone can. And what I found that my true passion is, is motivational speaking, training, empowering, inspiring um, any opportunity at all that I get to speak in front of a room and uplift other people is, is really important to me. So I'm excited about the event in April that we have going on. And, and I just think that that's just the stepping stone. Um, I've been doing some coaching. I'm in the middle of writing a book, as you know, and, and I just have a lot of things going on right now. So I, my company has been the vehicle to be able to lead me to those, those different passions.
0: Yes, and uh, the event that Dorn mentioned that both she and I will be speaking at will be the Ambitious Woman Conference. Uh, I still so, have tickets. I yeah. have
1: tickets available. They can contact me for tickets.
0: You can contact Dorn. You can just go to ambitiouswomanconference.com. Awesome event. I think I'm honored to be the only male speaker there.
1: So, uh, <laughs> We're so happy to... to have you. <laughs>
0: uh, hey, so you talk about being shy. You're a shy account. It's crazy. You chose a small church because you didn't want to mm-hmm. walk down the aisle. So how did you overcome your shyness? How did you get to where you are today? <laughs>
1: Um, Well, I think the biggest part of it was working on myself. So personal development in network marketing, it's actually mandatory. I think every network marketing company should have something in their, their business model that pertains to personal development as a requirement, um, just because it's really important. It's so easy to quit this business. It's, It's so much easier not to do something than it is to do it. And it's also so easy to get caught up on all those weeds that we have around us pulling us down. And because I was so shy and I was so reserved, when I got started in in network marketing, it was a 360 for me. I mean, I I had to talk to people. Like, I became an accountant, so I didn't have to talk to people. So it was really, really hard for me. So I started in my warm market. I didn't have a huge warm market, but I got started in my warm market. And as I utilized the systems, the three-way calls, my coach, my mentors, my support system to carry me when I didn't have the ability to carry myself at that time is what really propelled me. And that's what duplicates down. So. You as a leader, because anybody watching this that's in network marketing, it's your responsibility to, to, to believe in that person that doesn't believe in themselves yet. And it's also your responsibility to help carry them until they can stand on their own. You don't just bring people into this amazing, incredible, wonderful profession that we have and then just expect that they can survive because it is so unlike what they have done in the past. So I think that the biggest way that I became unshy, as you could say, is is really utilizing my coach and my upline for, for support and, and for guidance and really for belief until I had it in myself, but mostly personal development.
0: It goes back to being coachable. You follow the system.
1: You follow the system. Follow the Whatever. System. Every team, every organization, every company, every there's always a system, and it's all about duplication.
0: And I think over, you know, you had the 15-minute blocks, that consistency of doing yeah. things over and over again, you get over that.
1: Absolutely. And being consistent in network marketing is, is key. So of course, connecting and all those other things that they're all part of it, but the consistency is the biggest part because number one, if you're not consistent, people don't take you seriously because they're going to find somebody else that does what you do. That's more consistent than you. Mm. And number two, you're, you really are. And I know people use this analogy, but you really are a farmer right now. You're planting those seeds. You, You, I, I, I enrolled a woman about, two months ago, two and a half months ago, that followed me for four years. She has never commented on my post. She has never liked anything that I did. She has never reached out to me asking me any questions. But for four years, she followed me. So if I wasn't consistent at what I was doing, she would have went with somebody else. So consistency is not about you're not doing the action steps today for today's results. You're doing the action steps today for a future result.
0: Mm, That is really good. ML Nation, that's a writer-downer. You're doing the action steps, not for today, but for the future results. And I love to thank you for sharing that about the woman because, you know, even if they don't like, they don't comment, but everyone's watching. Everybody's watching. And they're
1: watching what you're doing inside and outside of your business, which is really important for you guys to remember because people are watching you. So, you know, you, you just want to be authentic. You want to be real, but you want to, you know, remember that people are watching you. So watch what you're saying, watch what your action steps are outside of your business, meaning more on your personal life. There's a lot of things that just should be kept off of social media.
0: Good, Really good advice. So, um, you know, last, since we last talked, Mm -hmm. what are some less, uh, what's the, what's some lessons you learned in life? On your business. Cause I know you're always growing. So how has the dawn today, 2017 different from the one in December 15?
1: You know, it's funny that you asked that cause somebody just made a comment to me the other day and I've been hearing it a lot recently. I think the lesson learned is to relax more and just have fun. I think because I've worked in the corporate world for so long and because I had so much responsibility where I was in all the jobs that I've had, um, I didn't really kind of have a relaxed state. And even though I I know the kind of person I am and I'm kind and I'm giving it, 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 people also looked at me as unapproachable because they thought like, oh, she's all business. It's all business. It's all business. So I've learned how to make that all business move into also fun, approachable, relatable. And I think that that was the biggest lesson that I learned is remembering once again that some people are not where you're at and to meet everybody where they're at but to just really go with the flow have fun while you're doing it if it's not fun you're doing it wrong and letting go of the outcome just remembering that whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen and wherever you are in your business is where you're supposed to be and it, it may stink it really may stink but you're, you're there for a reason and until You figure out what that reason is or until you create the action steps to move out of where you're at into another place, you're going to stay there. So enjoy it and embrace it and and worry. don't worry about reaching another milestone until you can figure out once again why you're still stuck. But I think the biggest lesson that I had is what got me unstuck was just really having fun and just, you know, letting go.
0: Mm, Hey, that's awesome advice. Bam. It's like whatever you're in at your business, that's where you should be. Ouch. (laughs) That hurts, but you know what? It is so true. Mm-hmm. And you can apply that to anything in life, whether it's your marriage, your relationship with your kids, um, because it's all about us, right? We, it's, we, we manifest it. We have to take responsibility. Absolutely. It goes back to what you said you got to do what's hard and change. If you want to yes. change the results, you, you do have to be coachable and make those uncomfortable changes. Yes. Good stuff here. Hey, um, you mentioned you're writing a book. Can you share a little yes. bit about th- that book? What's it about and when it will be released? Yeah.
1: For sure. So it's, uh, I have the title already. It's called, uh, overstressed accountant to millionaire mom. Uh, I am working with the Balboa press on, um, the publication of it. It should have been released actually this January, uh, January, 2017 last month. It's on me. It's not on them. I'm just a little behind because a lot of things have come into play. A lot of, um, uh, I give back to the community with networking calls that I do every Thursday and just other things that I've been working on. So I chose to push, push that aside. The now deadline date is May 31st. So it should be done by May 31st. And once again, it's going to be called overstressed accountant to millionaire mom. My website has a link to the book so you can actually get um, I think it's like four or five pages of an excerpt of the book. And then you can sign up to get noti- notified when the book is finally completed and published.
0: Awesome. We can't wait for it to come out. Hey, some, um, as we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay. Sure. And again, listeners out there, if you want to hear the full story, Dawn, check out. She was on episode 113. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash 113. Want to grow your business faster and make your next 12 months your best year ever? Now, you must go to our training No B.S. No Hype in Gold Coast, Australia or No B.S. No Hype USA in Los Angeles. You've probably already seen on Facebook what people have said about our training workshops and events. And now I'm bringing my No B.S. No Hype training to two major events. Number one, for my friends down under in Australia... I've got something super special and exciting. We're doing our first big event in Australia in the Gold Coast on May 12, 13, 14. This will be at least 10 times better and bigger than my normal workshops. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash events. And for our friends in North America and Europe, our next event will be in Los Angeles in February 2018. This three-day training event is on February 23rd to 25th 2018 in Los Angeles, and will feature not only three days of training for me, but also seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 and get your early bird tickets at mlnation.net forward slash events. If you listen to MLNation, you already know how the major breakthrough for almost all the leaders came at an event and right now it's your turn go make the best investment you can do today at a 10 no bs no hype just go to mlnation.net forward slash events what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you
1: oh i think my favorite success quote um well you know i have to i have to stick with this one just because i actually still say this to myself all the time too is the only way to fail is to quit and, and I think it's true with everything in life, but it's more true in network marketing because it's so much easier to quit in this industry, this profession. It really is. So if you keep that mindset that, you know, you'll never fail if, if you don't quit, at some point you're going to start to see it happen.
0: Yes. What is one habit that's helped you become successful?
1: Well, number one, consistency, but organization. So I have um, my planner and everything is logged into my planner, everything from going to the gym to food shopping, like whatever I have to do is in my planner. It keeps me organized. um, It keeps me on target. It keeps me on track with what I have to do. And very rarely will something interfere with it unless there's a situation that's uncontrollable.
0: Well, you better be organized. You're an accountant for 27 years. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, what's the you talk about being coachable? What's the best piece of advice you ever received?
1: Wow, The best advice that I ever received is, let's see, um, get more nose.
0: Get more no's. I like it. That's mm. how you sponsor 422 people in four mm-hmm. and a half years. Get I a spoke to a knows. lot of
1: people to get those 400 and something no's. It wasn't 400 and something people. It was thousands. And that's the part that people miss is thousands of people said no first.
0: What's your favorite prospecting tool you use? So say you have an interested prospect. Do you send them a link to an online video or do you get on the phone with them right away? Or do you meet with them and do a flip chart or iPad presentation? What do you like to use? I love to get on the phone
1: because you know we're, we are global, so we're in different countries. So meeting up with people is definitely not an option. And I also don't think that that's duplicatable because we're in so many different countries. So I do like to get on the phone, and I do like to share videos with them. I actually guide them while they're on the phone with me so that, number one, I know they're looking at it. Sometimes when you send a link to somebody, you don't know if they're clicking it or not. So I like to guide them specifically to the information I want them to view uh, while they're on the phone with me.
0: Do you have a favorite app? Uh, on your phone or a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend?
1: Um, well, the biggest the biggest thing that I can recommend, and I actually just had a speaking engagement Saturday, and I shared this there, and they were all taking notes, and so many people said, messaged me afterwards and said they're using it now. Is you know, I have an I have an online calendar, and I think that that's the that was what really got me organized, as organized as I was as an accountant. I was really all over the place whenever people were, would try to get calls with me or appointments they were trying to text me. and I would say yes to somebody through a text and then say yes to somebody through an email, and then they would overlap, and then I had two calls at the same time. So one of the best um, online calendars that I like is, is from ScheduleOnce, S-C-H-E-D-U-L-E-O-N-E. CE.com, ScheduleOnce.com, where you can have your prospects, your team, your uh, mentors, anybody at all, book an appointment with you. It just works really, really well. And that's actually what got me organized was that ScheduleOnce calendar. So that's the biggest recommendation I can give to anybody. Mm,
0: good stuff. So here's the next twist in this book. Instead of one book you could recommend, what's the best book you've read since the last time we had you on the show?
1: Well, the the best book I read since the last time, and, and Simon, I know that you're gonna you're gonna nod your head when I say it is honestly the 15 Laws of Growth with John Maxwell. I have truly been implementing those 15 Laws of Growth. I mean, it was a pleasure to work with him and and see you and work with you down there. But really, I mean, John, I'm a huge John Maxwell fan to begin with, but. Um, that book is is life-changing on so many levels in regards to what you have to do to continue to grow and, and to really be intentional and awareness and look in the mirror and the sacrifices. And when you go through those laws of growth, it's really what's going to propel you into another direction.
0: Awesome. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? I guess, yeah. We, we kind of talked about this sort of the connecting. But imagine you Thanks. had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't know your sons, mm-hmm. you didn't know your husband – but yet all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MMO business from scratch? I know you can go out there, go out of the community, but just out of curiosity, what's the first place, first place you go?
1: I think the first place that I would go because I, I think I would feel safe there even though it wasn't the first place that I went now is your chamber, your local chamber. Your local chamber of the community that you're in is going to help you and take care of you. They're going to do everything they can to help you be successful, and they're going to introduce you to a bunch of people. So your chamber president is really going to be the one to to um, to help you network. So that, I think, is the safest place for somebody just getting started is to jump in with their chamber.
0: As we wrap up, any last words of advice? I and mean, then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you?
1: Thank you. So my listeners can connect with me certainly through Facebook. You can message me on Facebook. Um, I am maxed out, but we can definitely connect through there. You can also reach me at my website, which is dawnferrentino.com. So my first and last name .com, and you can also send me an email. Um, it's my first and last name zero 07- seven. At gmail.com, I do have um, an Art of Connecting podcast that is a downloadable um, podcast that you can purchase, as well as getting the access to the book when it is up and running, which would be in another few months. Um, But you can get the DwanFarantino.com website for the book, and you can email me if you'd like information on the Art of Connecting podcast. So any of those three ways is a great way to connect with me.
0: And any last words of advice?
1: Um, Don't ever give up go for the nose and remember that for every 10 no's that you get, there could be that possible 11th. Yes. But if you stop asking and you stop presenting and you go back into your shell and you let those weeds, listen, I know that we're running close on time. Weeds automatically grow, right? They ought, you have to pull them out of your driveway of your backyard. They come up through the gravel, those little suckers, they find themselves anywhere they're all around you as well in your own environment. They're around you in your, your work environment. They're around you in your family. I'm so sorry, but they are. They're around you in your friends. Weeds automatically grow. You have to work hard to destroy the weeds mindset that it's putting on you. So the best advice that I can give you is working on personal development 30 to 60 minutes a day, every single day, with no excuses, no exceptions, just making it happen. And never,
0: ever, ever giving up. Awesome. Hey, I think that's one of the best advice I've heard over like 300 plus episodes. The weeds Mm -hmm. are always around us. And you got to work hard to yank them out. Otherwise, they will just suffocate you and destroy you. So really good stuff. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Dawn Ferentino. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Dawn D-A-W-N at the search bar, Dawn, D-A-W-N, and the show notes and Dawn's contact info, all the goodies and nuggets of wisdom will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Dawn, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation, not once, but twice. You know We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Dawn, and God bless you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Don't forget, if you want a major breakthrough in your business, then you must go to our training No BS, No Hype in the Gold Coast, Australia in May 2017 or No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles in February 2018. And right now, you can save up to $400 on an early bird ticket. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Go register, and I look forward to seeing you there. ML Nation, the Simon Chan, a quick recap and review from an amazing show from a two-time guest, Dawn Ferrantino. Now you know why I brought her back. Again, connect with Dawn. Go to mlnation.net. Search for Dawn, D-A-W-N, at the search bar, and you will uh, you know, get all the show notes and the nuggets of wisdom. Now, if you haven't seen it here, Dawn's full story, you can go to episode 113. That's when she was first on. That was in December of 2015, episode one, just go to mlnation.net, forward slash 113. But in this episode, I really wanted to share a couple other nuggets, right? Uh, Not just her story, but the keys to connecting with prospects and how she made it happen. She just did everything in 15-minute blocks. Like, if you're busy, you're a mom, you're not going to have two hours to do the business, but everyone has 10 to 15-minute blocks. could be when the kids are napping, when you're driving to work, when you have a lunch break, when you are... You know, maybe picking up groceries and driving back, you have another 15-minute block, right? I mean, that's one of the things I did was my lunch break, I spent 15, 30 minutes to make a couple extra calls. And that is how I really built my uh, MLM business. A couple things is connecting with prospects. Number one, you have to smile, right? Learn to smile. Hey, I know it's hard for me, you know, especially shy, introvert. I mean, so is Dawn. Dawn so shy. She chose a smaller church to get married. Is that incredible? Uh, but through personal development and using your systems, uh, plugging with her team, she and doing consistency, she overcome that shyness. But just learn to smile, practice that smile, right? And think about, and this is a really good aha moment, if someone says something loud enough, you're not e-dropping. And she always find ways to help people. And she says you have two eyes, but also two ears, you probably heard that, but also two eyes. So you got to listen more, but also two eyes, meaning getting the eye contact, and if you're not good at eye contact, you feel awkward, I'm telling you, practice it. Practice in a mirror. Look at the mirror and look at stare at your eyes for five seconds. Yeah, you know, I used to do that all the time. You really have to good the eye contact is what makes it authentic. And you have to be authentic. You can't be thinking, oh, I'm gonna go out there and get prospects. No, you're going out there to build friends, make, build relationships, make friends. And another way is to compliment people. Hey, I love your shoes today. I love your exercise outfit. I love to, you know, just compliment, sincere compliment. She has an exercise for a team is every day they got to compliment five people they don't know. Right? That is really good stuff. Another one is the blame the blame game, the blame challenge. Just go out there, build a relationship with someone and, and take a selfie. Right? Ask, hey, you know what? Hey, this woman doing has me this challenge. Uh, wanted me to take a selfie for this challenge. That is you know, kind of scary, but you know what? If it's scary, it's hard, hey, you got to do it. But learn to build that relationship, build that rapport, go to the bookstore, go to somewhere where you can connect with someone and then take that selfie. And I'm telling you, these are things that it may sound crazy to you, uh, and when you first do them, they may be hard, but the more you do them, they get better and better and better. Now, let's talk about other ways to build is referrals. You know, this is a great line. Who do you know that I should know? Okay, get out of the house. Share something and just ask them, who do you know that I should know? You know, Dawn sponsored again. Leaders, sponsored, recruit 422 people in four and a half years span. And the 422 people, most of them co-markets. And remember, she had to go through lots of no's to get that. Okay, lots of no's. And when and the key is consistency. I love this tip she said. Action steps for the your action steps are not for today; it's for the future, and that is so good. Whatever you're doing today is not for right now. We want things right now. We want it right now. Instant gratification. But the instant gratification is going to lead you to doom. Okay, it's it's the downfall. It's going to destroy you. Stop waiting for instant gratification. Your action steps for the future, because you know, like she had a woman. She shared a woman that was um, took followed her for four years. Never liked the post. Never commented but joined. because. Just because someone doesn't like no comment does not mean they are not watching. I'm telling you, that's so true. Even as I've connected with friends from 15 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, they all know what I'm doing, even though they never commented on any, or like. I mean, I'm telling you, these are old high school or elementary school friends. If they liked or commented on one of my... Facebook post on ML Nation. I mean, oh my goodness, I can't believe he's actually interested in, in, in what I'm doing. But I'm telling you, they never, never comment. But in conversations uh, from our say from our friends of friends are saying, they all know what I'm doing. So people are watching. So be careful of what you post and be consistent. You know, all other things is, um, you know, whenever uh, you're in the, whatever you're at, you know, I'm going to take a step and pause here. These two nuggets basically is one of the best advice you can get. And she, she saved at the end. Wherever you're at in the business, that's where you should be. <clears throat> and that is painful and brutal here. Uh, and it applies to everything in life. Wherever you're at in the business, so if you're stuck in your business, you're not making money, that's where you should be. Because you haven't changed and become that person that deserves more. You know, and I just had a uh, call my coach. I, you know, I had a coach over $60,000 a year. And he said, you know, somebody, Simon, the way you approach me is different from others. And some of the others are even more successful than I am. And that immediately got to my attention. So maybe the way, reason why I am where I am is because, yeah, that's why I should be. So I'm always asking, so I immediately ask the question, what do I need to change? How are those people different? Uh, how is their mindset different? Well, how do they approach certain issues and problems? How do they strategize? And realize, again, we are our problem. We have to change. In order for, you know, I always remember Jim Rohn told me, in order for you your income to change, you must change. So... Wherever you're at in your business, that's where you should be. Painful to hear. You may not like to hear, but it's really think about what you need to do. What, what are the hard things you need to do in order to be a different person? You keep your values, you keep your ethics, but be a different person so that you can grow. And the last thing is, this is probably the million, million dollar tip. Weeds grow automatically. We know that. And in our life, weeds grow automatically too. Could be friends, family, influences, media, we have to constantly work hard daily to pull them out or else they will suffocate us. They will suffocate you. So ask yourself, who or what are the weeds in your life? Now, as you wrap up this recap, that's what I'll be thinking about. What are the things that are holding me back, holding ML Nation for even making a bigger impact in this world? ML Nation, awesome show from Don Ferentino. Make sure you connect with her. If you like this, please Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Show the world what ML Nation is about, how awesome a profession is, and um, time for you to go out and make it happen. Remember, your action steps are not for now. They're for the future. Go out there, take consistent action, work on those 15-minute blocks that Dawn Farentino said, connect with her, and remember, win the profession to help others ML Nation. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.